You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back to his team Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Martin Houston Show on the Martin Houston Radio Network online. It's the Martin Houston Show, the Sound of Mama Sports. You show your team with Martin and Xavier. Glad to have you with us on this beautiful um, morning. It is slowly transitioning into fall. Uh, had a little bit more fall weather this past weekend. And the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, makes a great showing in its SEC opener. And want to have some conversation with you this morning. Uh, of course, we'll do a weekend review. We'll look at the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, we'll look at who won the weekend. Uh, who won the weekend? I'd like to talk about that uh, and, and talk about, you know, what team, individual, group, whatever, uh, do you feel like won the weekend? Uh, and then uh, this week, uh, at least start the week off talking a little bit about uh, the offense and, and what we think uh uh, this team, how we feel about the offense, how we feel about Bill O'Brien, how we feel about play calling, the rush, running game. All of that conversation uh, has Pete Golding in this defense got over the hump. That conversation and more right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. You're welcome to get in on it at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. So we'd love to hear from you on this morning and uh, invite you to get in on the conversation. And if you want to join us via chat, you can always uh, join us on the Martin Houston uh, Facebook page, YouTube uh, as well, and get your comments and chat us up there. Uh, thanks for being a part, and we remind you that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice, be glad in it, take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? 
Doing well, doing well. The Alabama Crimson Tide uh, did some really good things um, uh, Saturday, so we definitely want to break that down. But, man, there's so much to, to get to. I, I, I hit a couple of those things. The AP poll um, is, is the AP poll a joke uh, this year as you look through some of those teams? Or has a transfer portal, uh, NIL, brought some potential um, uh, parity to college football? Is college football as a whole down? What What's going on? Is, is there's a lot of uh, newcomers or uh, long-time absentees getting into the polls, so we can talk about that uh, as well. Uh, but we, we, <laughs> we usually don't get to it, so we're going to go ahead and start off with some good, bad, and ugly uh, from the weekend. Uh, and so I'll start off with uh, you. Um, but from, from the, you can start whichever way you want. You can start with the ugly, you can start with the good, you can start with the bad. What, what, what's, what's, what's on your mind from the good, bad, and ugly from uh, this past weekend regarding Alabama? Ah, uh, there was a ton of good, and when you look at the good, you just look at the way that the offense was able to play as a whole this weekend. Um, we talked about it Friday. Could there be a Alabama's first 300-100 game? And we hit two of the three and got pretty close on the third one. Uh, Bryce Young had 385 passing yards. Ja'Cory Brooks was the first wide receiver to break 100. Jermaine Burton came just short at 94 yards, and Jason McClellan led the running backs with 78 yards on the night. Yeah, that, when you look at those three guys, definitely uh, a close. And, you know, um, uh, I, don't, I was not disappointed that we didn't have 100, 300, 100, but uh, that, that'd be awesome. I think we, we're going – I think we may see that this weekend, uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, in terms of, of what we do. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't d- disagree with, uh, uh, you know, the offensive output being good. Uh, as you say, Bryce easily, typical game, could have gotten to 400. And I think had we had more of a commitment to the running game, actually – Actually, we did show a commitment to the running game. We just took a little different approach. And um, what you'll find uh, about me, X, and Joe is if I say something and I, uh, and, and I see them make a change about it, I'll try, to, I'll try to acknowledge that. We've given Bill O'Brien a really, really hard time not being committed to the running game. And, and I think they came into this game with a little bit more commitment to run the ball but they chose a different way to approach it. And I'm okay with this uh, in the RPO game. Um, I guarantee you there was probably, would you say, Joe, maybe at least five to seven times in the first quarter, not not the first half, but the first quarter that they called a, a RPO run play that the defense gave them the pass. 
Yeah, I mean that's uh, what what Coach Saban talked about a bit a bit in his post game that a lot of their play calls come with either run or pass, and that Bryce just takes what the defense gives them, and I think that that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and and I have not, and that's what I've been saying in the first couple of weeks. We we didn't have we didn't have the RPO on the pat on the run plays. We were either calling runs or um um or or, or passing it. And maybe that's what Curtis was trying to say. We hadn't shown everything. So that part was good um, in, in terms of, of what they did. You have to give a shout-out for good to the defense. Uh-huh. Is this defense as legit as they showed? Um, in, in is it what did they call it, the cheetah package? Uh, that when Will – Bryce and Dallas comes in on pat, obvious passing downs. Um, will the other teams figure out, you know, how to run it, uh, run the ball against that? But if they line up to pass, that seems like that's going to be a tough one um, to, to, to stop. Yeah, when you look at it, I mean, it, Bama had five sacks this weekend. And two of them came out of that package. You know, Will Anderson having his best game so far, two and a half sacks, being really disruptive. Hey, DJ Dale got a sack on Saturday. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, the defense played great. You're talking about 129 total yards, three points. It was a great performance on both sides of the ball. Joe, anything on the defense from what you saw? Oh, they were all over the field. I really, really were impressed. Was impressed with the defense, only giving up 14 yards rushing for for the for the day, and answering, I guess, AJ Swan's comments of being holes and misalignments in the defense. Uh, you know, they only let Vanderbilt across the 50 two, uh, two different times. And I think one one of the times was a was a gift to their former teammate Joseph Bullivos trying to let him in field goal range to get on get get on the scoreboard in Bryant Denny <laughs> Stadium. Uh, they were they were after it, man, and, and they're gonna have to keep keep staying after it. But only giving up two touchdowns this season, no passing touchdowns so far this year. And when you think about it, guys, look at look at what um, uh, even when you go to the passing yards, how many of their passing yards was to number fourteen where we were in great coverage, and it it literally took a a. Great pass and a really good catch. Um, even when you look at the yards they got, I think they may, they may could have held them to to that seventy eight point total, which is their lowest output. Uh, in defense, they literally were right in phase on that drive you're talking about. Uh, a lot of times, with uh, he just made a great pass, great catch. So overall, defense looked good, and, and, and I have to give a shout out. I think Toa Toa um, has returned to that that form that he showed as a freshman at Tennessee, uh, and um, you know you look for little things to see if guys have grown. Um, and Joe, I know you were there at the stadium, so sometimes you miss, you can't see everything, and you we can catch it on replay. But when Toa Toa, when the running back came out of in the flat, Toa Toa picked him up. And when the guy took the wheel route and Toa Toa um, 
turn and stay right in, uh, right on this hip, um, and um, you know, and play great defense in the pass game, uh, and then also on the blitzes, he just looked like he has he's figured that part of of the game out. The timing of the blitz is not giving them away. So uh, big things for uh, the defense. There's a couple other good that I want to get to, but we're going to get the break here. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get the bad, the ugly. And like I said, we, we got a lot of other things. We won the weekend. We want to get to, uh, we can talk more about play calling uh, and then ugly as well, or we can talk about them as we go through the good, bad, and the ugly. Hey, if you want to get in on the conversation, you can at 205-342-9904. Pat, hold on. We'll get you on the other side of the break. Right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Monday morning. Now, we are seeing some construction delays on McFarland between 69 and Watermelon, so watch out for that. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for Towns and Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer and home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort, your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports at the preaching of God's word. Please join us at the link that's 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 p.m. Please pray for us and join us if you can. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A dry day today with a good supply of sunshine. Tuscaloosa's high 83. Clear and cooler tonight, the low 51. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, a good supply of sunshine both days. Highs ranging from 78 to 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. The sound of Bama Sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Let me tell you about UCP, that's United Cerebral Palsy of West Alabama. Have a great uh, event coming up, opportunity for you to fundraise and help support a great organization. Big Dream Outdoors, powered by United Cerebral Palsy of West Alabama, provides individuals of all levels of ability the opportunity to participate in outdoor activities we all know and love, such as fishing, hunting, and many more. 
to fundraise for this enriching program. UCP is hosting a kickoff dinner on Thursday, October 6th at uh, 5.30. It'll go to 9 o'clock. It's going to be at the Cypress Inn Pavilion. Tickets are just $10 for the evening of dinner, drinks, dancing, and a silent auction. Your registration helps people of all abilities have a big dream outdoors. Purchase your tickets today by calling 205-657-5331. 205-657-5331. We look forward to seeing you there on October 6th at 530 for the Big Dream Outdoors powered by UCP of West Alabama. All right, guys, let's get the conversation going again. Uh, we're doing a little good, bad, and ugly. We got Pat wanting to get in on the conversation. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, we got Robert from Mobile. Uh, we're going to try to, uh, so we can get more people in, I'm going to try to limit my calls to uh, a little shorter time than the normal, especially on the good, bad, and ugly day. So, uh, Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. Uh, what's on your mind on the Alabama One Hotline, sir? Ja'Cory Brooks and mm. Bryce Young. Hey, Ja'Cory Brooks, I I like Ja'Cory Brooks in the uh, 8A game. Uh, I had, when we called and talked about that, a lot of people disagreed uh, about that. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks was... I mean, hey, did he have a coming out show, or uh, was this just a fluke? What do you think, Martin? Uh, X, I'll let you respond first, uh, but go ahead, X. I think this was his coming out party. We saw flashes of it last year, you know, the good game against Cincinnati, the game-tying catch against Auburn. And uh, he battled some injuries this offseason, uh, especially during camp. Um but, no, I was really impressed by him, and I think it's something that we've been waiting to see. So I definitely think this could be a coming-out party for him, and he'll have a – this is the jump start to a good season. Hey, Joe, are we on the verge of seeing what we talked about with this this wide receiver core uh, not being maybe – this uh, roof and the ceiling maybe not being as high, but the floor being higher. Brooks looks like he's finally healthy we should be getting um, JoJo Earl back soon and, and Harold back soon and Bryce getting timing down. Uh, are we about to see potential explosion from this this group that, as a whole that may actually be better than even last year? I think that's a great point, Martin. I think that the depth in this group is much better than it was last season, and it looks like Bryce is getting more and more comfortable with everybody. I mean, you you, you yeah. bring in uh, you bring in Jermaine Burton, and it takes a little bit of time to get a transfer in to get game reps and game action. And and, and Xavier just hit on Jacory Brooks's springtime injury that probably slowed him down a little bit. I think that uh this, this wide receiver group is right on the on, on the verge of of, of being almost uncoverable and and, and and guys i'll both say this and pat i'll let you respond to this before i let you go i also think and like i said i, I when i when i say something i do think that uh despite the fact that that o'brien hasn't been good this year i also think he has intentionally not called rpos because that was part of the game and if we're passing to this group of wide receivers out of an RPO game where we're throwing it to them, when you take away uh, the run, 
then all of a sudden I think our Heisman Trophy quarterback and our talented receivers all of a sudden look big. Pat, I'll let you have a closing thoughts before I let you go. Yeah, my my last thing is is that on uh, the bad is not letting Milner touch the ball more. That uh, not uh, hey, and I thought that Chase was so much better than a running back from Georgia that it wasn't funny. Hey, him fumbling the ball, hey, he wouldn't get as many touches till he showed me he couldn't fumble the ball anymore. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Gibbs? Yes. I, I, he hurt my feelings so bad fumbling the ball on that name them uh, return. It was just not funny. When he Jake ran, he ran the ball down to the 40-yard line and gave McKinshew. it back to him. Huh? That was McKinshew. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Number, I thought number one. Hey, that means most number one. But that was McKinstry that fumbled up. I, I was trying. That's why I was asking what you're talking about, Pat. Um, uh, my bad. I give you credit. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, listen. Jace was the better. Jace was the better runner in the run game. Um, that's what I thought. But, 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 Pat, and I, I'll, I'll let you go, Pat. Thanks, guys. So, so we can keep going. Hey, uh, Xavier, Joe, I'll let you guys respond in. Chase was the better running back, but you, you, I still think we have some things to work on in the running game, but something I was hoping for. I don't care if we hand the ball off up the middle every time to the running backs. I just want the running backs touching the ball. And, and I think I even text this to you, Joe, during the game. I'm okay with long handoffs, meaning get the ball to him on a, on a swing pass or uh, right out in the flat immediately. And Jace did better running the ball with the handoff, but Gibbs showed everything that we want to see when we get the ball to him at the line of scrimmage and in space. Uh, and I don't care how he get his touches. Um, if it's if it's the equivalent, and, and some of those pass plays, I think were just long handoffs, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just got to get them get them touches. But the, I mean, the issue is there's so many guys to get touches to. But uh, with Jameer, it was really for a while surprised me that he didn't get a touch until the fifth or sixth drive of the game. Uh, but 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 you're right. There's just so many different ways and so many different guys to get the ball to. Yeah, Ed, you have any comments on that before we get to Robert? Yeah, when you look at it, Gibbs, I saw somebody say he's Alvin Kamara 2.0, and when Kamara was at Tennessee, you had uh, Hurd, Jalen Hurd at running back, and Kamara was the number two, but he was catching the ball a lot more out of the backfield. He was getting carries, and at the end of the day, Gibbs had six touches, Four touchdowns and over 60 yards of total offense. So every time he's touching the ball, you're getting 10 yards. So I, I, as long as he's getting the ball in his hand and being able to make plays, I don't have a problem with it as a whole, especially when you're still committing to the run game. Like you said, Jace had 11 carries on the day, first running back to have over 10 this season. And he was using the pass game as well. So it was just a well-rounded way of getting those guys involved. And we can, we'll get deeper on this conversation when we have time, but but I would say this. Uh, the RPO, uh, we probably had, between the two quarterbacks, I would say we probably had 12 to 15 RPO plays. Um, 
where the defense took away the run and he 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 called he threw the ball. That's that's an improvement. You know, if the team plays us differently, then those are going to be run plays. Okay, so I, I like that. Um, and like I said, I don't have a problem with the long handoffs. Uh, and here's the question: I know we 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 heard all this about Gibbs. Would Gibbs? And this is a question we can answer later uh, this week. Would Gibbs? Maybe even a true false. Would Gibbs be the starter if McClellan had not been hurt? Because McClellan looked like he came back with a man on a mission. So, um, so would Gibbs be the starter if McClellan hasn't hadn't been injured uh, and been here all spring competing? That's a great question for us to talk about at a later time. Robert, you're in with the Martin Houston Show at Martin and Xavier on the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. Uh, you know, uh, after watching this weekend, I kept thinking about all the debates I had with Ryan and his, uh, and, uh, on his show. And other playing people about the 12-team playoffs, how we don't need them, and how they, we just have a bunch of blowouts in the beginning with this number because nobody can beat the numbers but get the top five teams. And, and then you watch this weekend. <laughs> can you imagine 12-team playoff with, beat, with, with what we've got going on right now? You think you're going to see a bunch of blowouts? You think you're not going to see some upset? <laughs> These teams are playing now. They have they have closed the gap, I think, with the kids of Alabama think we come back a bit. But they closed the gap on the Clemson, the Georgia, the Oklahoma. They closed the gap. It's just, we would have a super exciting 12-team playoff right now. If it started this year, there wouldn't be no guarantee we know who's going to win. Among the top, you know, top five, nobody's going to chance against top two, three, five teams. Oh no, they stand a chance, and there will be some of them. So I, I kept trying to explain that to him. Hey, you, because you're looking at Alabama and Georgia today, it's not going to always be this way. But going, because yeah. Oklahoma upset by Kansas State, Georgia, their schedule is front loading. Back hey, in hey, the well, you know, Kansas State has won three out of the last four against Oklahoma. Do that now, X. Kansas State's beat Oklahoma three out of the last four years, but 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 they beat them this year because of something that happened: transfer portal. And I think the transfer portal is going to bring some parity. Nobody's talking about this. Y'all y'all know who's running the ball for uh, Ole Miss? Everybody. Was well, Zach Evans? Zach right? Evans. Huh? Yeah. No, you're Zach right. Evans. You know who Zach Evans is? TCU. No, he was the guy that Alabama and Georgia wanted. Before all the running backs that Alabama and Georgia both have, Zach Evans would have been the guy at both of those schools. And he he was committed to Georgia, I think, and then he was committed to Alabama, and then he wasn't committed, then he had trouble, and then he ended up at TCU. But Zach Evans was the top running back, uh, one of the top running backs in the country coming out of high school. And, and all I'm saying is these other teams um, uh, are, are getting players. Like USC is immediately a contender, <laughs> you know, because of not just the coach, but they got all of this talent that transferred in. So I, I'm not sure because my, my, my question earlier, Robert, and I'll let you go after you respond to this. My question earlier or this weekend was after uh, yesterday was, okay, is it is it parody 
or is it down or is it a combination? Uh, Kentucky at number seven, are they legit seven? Is Tennessee legit number eight? Oklahoma State, NC State? You know, is it, is it that these top ten teams, is this the worst it's been in, in 15, 20 years? Or is parity closer uh, when Wake Forest takes Clemson to overtime? You know, um, and could have easily won that game. Uh, you know, the, you know the um, th- there's a lot of questions there, uh, but it, it's definitely making Saturday uh, a must-watch uh, type of event because you just don't know. I mean, nobody's talked about this. Um, Georgia did not beat Kent State uh, uh, as bad as the score shows. No, you know, no. And is that no. is that because they were looking ahead? I don't know, uh, but. You know, it, 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 they got 22 points, which is more points than they've given up all year, double what they've given up all year. Uh, closing thoughts before I let you go. Oh, absolutely. I watched the game. No, Kent State, those were legit points. There's some, there's yeah. some chinks in Georgia's armor. Their schedule, is because it's so light so light load in the beginning of the season, there's been a lot of goodwill that towards the end of that season, there's going to be some challenges. Georgia is not going to escape the SEC uh, completely unscathed. They, they may not lose, but they're going to have some struggles, a couple of them, before the end of the season. I think they good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, uh, Vanderbilt had a chance in this game until the first – I mean, scored the first touchdown, then the game was over. <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, yeah this first complete game we've seen all season long. You're great. By the total in that in this game, Martin, he was definitely uh, – he definitely looked like the total of Tennessee. Early his year in Tennessee. It was definitely great to watch. I hope I agree with you, uh, Xavier. I sure hope this is uh, Brooks's come out game. And, and be, now we know it's not going to be the next uh, Devontae or anybody like that. Maybe not. Who knows? But you know, if he can just get uh, on a high level from where he was, then Bryce can. Then we can work with that. Uh, we needed this. I want to see. You know, we ever want to see running? I was more interested in the passing because that down field passing was not where it needed to be. And so it's great to see that improve. Now yep. you guys taking yep. a walk. You can do it on the road. Yes, sir. Right. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you, sir. Hey, Alan, since you've been on for a little while, we're going to go ahead and get you on this side of the break. Alan, you're in with the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. I just have one question for you. I've been looking at uh, I was looking at Twitter and seeing some things this weekend. And did you see the rumor of, of them going down there and talking to De- uh, Auburn, going in there and talking to Dion? Uh, down at Jackson State. Yes. Hey, listen. I someone asked me that I think Dion will leave Jackson State. I don't know if he'll leave or not. I think Dion's loving the limelight. Dion is is the big daddy and a big fish in a small pond. I have not seen that, but uh, Auburn's voodoo worked again uh, to keep uh, Harson. Employed. I don't know if you saw that game or not. Um, oh, yeah, I saw it. coach should be beat, okay? They got the ball down to the five-yard line or maybe inside it, and he took a knee to kick a field goal when they could have ran the ball all over Auburn to score. A seven. I, I, yeah. I don't get it when coaches do that. You hadn't fumbled the ball all day or whatever, and then you have a chance to put a nail in the coffin – and they lined up, and then they missed the field goal. And I don't know if you saw the overtime touchdown or not, but wow. The guy, 
Did you see it? I see it. Yeah, I was I was uh, at a truck stop watching it. Yeah. I mean, think about this. They they threw an interception. It wasn't an interception. They they missed the field goal because they were all sides. This is all in overtime. They missed the field goal badly, but um, uh, Missouri's offside. They hit the field goal. Then Missouri's running in to score, and I don't even know why the guy switched hands. He literally could have yeah, kept running and been in the end zone and drops it going into the end zone. Um, but uh, that I, I think Harson was fired, uh, and, but we'll talk more about that. Anything else you got for us, Alan? Well, I just think that if Dion – That'd be a worse fit for Auburn than than Harson would, because Dion can't be Dion at Auburn. <laughs> Dion is flamboyant. You, you know, be, I mean, he may get some recruits, but Dion is is enjoying the lifestyle of Jack State, and that's two different lifestyles. I mean, that's real contrast, you know. Yeah, and, and, and here's the question. Here's the question, because we forget Allen is Alabama folk. Well, is, is is Auburn, and, and we're not going to answer this today, uh, but is Auburn in any worse shape than Alabama was before Saban came? Just just think about that for a not. second. I would I would say not. And so maybe they're going to get desperate enough to get somebody in that they can't control, like we had to do to get to where we are. Thank, well, thanks, Alan. We appreciate it. Great. Thanks for bringing that topic up. Come back on the other side. We'll keep the phone lines open, 205-342-9904. That was Alan and Robert and Pat on the Alabama One Hotline. You can get in on it, too, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks or delays in our roadways this Monday morning. Traffic moving well around town. Now, if you do see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for towns and Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer and home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. It begins before we're even born. It's with us until the day we take our last breath. It's the beat that keeps us alive. So when it comes to the matters of the heart, it's best to leave it to those who know how to keep it going. You know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, 
your school, your church, your family? Are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. One. One, two. Check me out right here, yo. All right, you're back in with the Martin Houston Show. Man, it's so much fun uh, getting to do this with you each and every day. I thank all of the callers, listeners, viewers, and chatters for the comments that you bring to the conversation uh, and on this monday just fyi all of you who are on the online side we'll do a little martin houston show with martin and xavier ot today go into a little overtime segment uh at the conclusion of the show so stick around for more of that conversation but right now x i want to get uh what, what was your bad before we bring curtis in to the conversation Man, on a week like this, there wasn't a whole lot of bad. Um, man, I really don't know what I would pick for a bad just because I feel like the team. So you didn't have one then? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, Ryan Fowler had a, a, a bad uh, that was, he called it the physicality of the run game. Um, when we have to run the ball, uh, can we do it? I'm going to tell you, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to tell you my bad, and, and this is going to sound really funny, because it's really third world problems, Joe and Xavier, when it comes to bad. But I'm going to tell you, our prior punt returners that we've had would have probably four to five touchdowns. Kool-Aid McKinstry is not a punt returner. He does not know how to cut in open field. I'm just telling you, he's getting a lot of yards, and he may end up the all-time yardage leader if this keeps up, but he just does not know how to finish runs. He He's made at least three bad cuts, in my opinion, maybe four in open field that, that other guys would have gotten touchdowns on. And I'm not talking about the fumble. The fumble thing happens and things like that, but just his cutting ability and, and, and hey, you're welcome to call up and disagree with that uh if you like but i and like i said when i'm picking something as a bad that's a third world bad okay uh i mean first world i said first world sorry first world bad meaning that you know i'm being nitpicky uh because we're getting you know 20 plus yards of return but he could improve i think a, a jojo earl or or some of our prior guys would be taking those to the house Anyway, we got Curtis Lewis has been waiting patiently on the Alabama One Hotline. Curtis, you're in on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? Martin, Xavier, how's it going this morning? Doing hey, good, sir. Doing good. With Pink Flip Monday, I'm happy to say I would not have found anybody on the Alabama program. Nobody. Hey, okay. 
Yes, sir. Everybody keeps their job. <laughs> everybody keeps their job. You don't get no raise. You got your job, Steve. <laughs> it was a great game, great game. But I would fire that fool, that Auburn, who told Bruce Feldman that if Auburn lost that game, that they were going to fire um, Hawson at the end of the game. I would fire that person now. But other than that, I, I, that's who I Hey, and I, I think they would. I think – I literally think that Harson would have been fired Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's what you told Bruce Feldman. Bruce Feldman reported that before the game. Yeah. He reported. And, and that's yeah. I didn't see Dalton. that. I didn't see him report it, but I I was like, wow. Uh, but but I, yeah. I felt it, especially after they got up 14 to nothing. And then, yeah. and then it came back. I was like, wow, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what, Let me ask you this: Where would Auburn go? I I have no idea. That game plan. It's like Tank Bigsby is a is a ghost. Like he's Casper in the second half. I mean, you, you gave him the ball in the first. He was doing with, doing pretty decent with him, but then you quit giving him the ball again. He has to go back into despair. I'm like, what what is he doing? Like he's trying to lose these games. Like he's trying to give them away. It's almost yeah. like somebody that sent a play down and told him, okay, let's, let's, cut, let's cut back on these plays so we can go ahead and lose this game so we can get rid of Harson. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's pretty amazing to watch. But I don't know, um, maybe, I don't, I don't know if you've seen Kansas play. Um, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Kansas football team play. Maybe yeah, that's right. what they do. Maybe they've identified uh, uh, some Leopold out there. I don't know if you've seen this guy coach or not, uh, but um, he, he's the fastest coach ever to 100 wins uh, at yeah. Wisconsin Whitewater or something like that. In eight seasons, he won six national titles. So uh, oh. <laughs> he, he's just a crazy yeah. guy. But But maybe they have somebody like that. But I could not see a big-time coach coming to Auburn in this type of mess. I mean, so you got anything else, Cody, before I let you go? Yeah, I'm going to ask you, as far as um, as well as that um, O'Brien is doing right now, you think he's auditioning at this point? Him and Saban auditioning and putting him out there like you put a nice suit in the window at a sale for the next job? Uh, absolutely. I think uh, O'Brien is an addition. But here's a question we're not going to answer today. Y'all have to call back. But but I thought about this during the game. I don't know if anybody thought about this. If O'Brien leaves, if say Nebraska convinces Saban to give up O'Brien in the middle of the season because they're either going to hire O'Brien or move on, who will call the plays for Alabama? So well, that's a good <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Who would be the OC? So, uh, and so the question becomes, are we in better shape right now with O'Brien for the rest of the year and Saban finding someone, or does he have a, a secret weapon? So that, that's another one of those questions we'll hold off to, to, to another day, maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. So, uh, thanks, thanks, Cody, but that's a great question. Yeah, right, uh, have a good one now. All right. Uh, Todd, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, men. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to give you real quick good, bad, and ugly. Uh, good was good was uh, Alabama imposing their will on another football team, you know, from start to finish on all, all sides of the ball.
the look on Clark Lee's face the whole game, waiting for the fourth quarter to show all zeros so he can go tuck tail and run home, go home. He looked like he had no fight in him. He had no fight in him. I mean, the, the Alabama Crimson Tide just took the fight right out of that man. I felt so bad for him because I've been in those games where I get my butt kicked and I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the house, but you, you still don't stop stop fighting. And, and he he didn't he just don't didn't look like he had any fight in him. So I just you know you know looking forward to the um, you know SEC you know moving on Arkansas you know Ar- Arkansas they, they they're a tough football team. So uh, hey Todd, you know, I, I, yeah. Uh, two things. One is, I think he was so devastated. I think he, I think, unfortunately, when he came into that game, he knew they wouldn't win, but he thought they could be competitive, um, and at least for a little while. And I think he saw once again just the difference between Alabama and everybody else on his schedule again. Uh, and, 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 and I think it was disheartening. Number two is um, uh, I hope the Alabama folks don't underestimate Arkansas. Arkansas gifted ain't in that game because of Jefferson, um, who made an uncharacteristic decision um, to try to jump from the five-yard line. At that point, they were absolutely mauling Texas A&M, and they just never recovered from that. So I, I, this Arkansas team is a better team than, than I think they're I think they're a better team than A and M even though A and M won the game. Um, yeah. So it's going to be fun this weekend. Uh, thanks, Todd. Appreciate you, man. Anything before I let you go? Yeah, one last thing, uh, man. Jameer Gibbs. I know I know he didn't get touches till you know uh, on into the game, but man, the few touches that he get got where what that one touch where he was down. Going towards the end zone, man, he was just all out trying to get in that end zone. They could not bring him down. That kid is special. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think we'll see. Uh, it was interesting. They, um, I don't know if you saw the, the five-wide set that we did. Just so happened when we did it, what's his name was in there, Jace McClellan. But I think you're going to see that even more where Alabama puts – uh, a linebacker in stress. We, 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 I do think finally that we saw O'Brien set something up, not for this game, but for the next one. Arkansas is going to adjust to Jace McClellan and or, because they were both in at the same time a couple plays this weekend. Um, and, and if you move that linebacker out to cover, like a Drew a Sanders goes out to cover Gibbs or McClellan, I think you're going to see us run uh, some RPO up the middle, uh, and we'll probably end up giving it. So um, I think he finally set up something for this upcoming week. So that, that was good to see. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate you, man. Call back anytime. All right. Come back on the other side. We'll have the uh, Empowerment Ministries, uh, Martin Houston Ministries, two-minute warning right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks or delays on our roadways this Monday morning. Traffic moving well around town. Now, if you do see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer and home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Hurricane Ian is expected to be a major storm when it enters the Gulf of Mexico by midweek, and it will remain a tropical storm all the way into central Georgia. Now, while the National Hurricane Center's cone of air, it does include East Alabama. ABC 3340 meteorologist Taylor Cervello is telling us West Alabama will see very little impact. However, if Ian takes a jog back to the west, once it enters the Gulf, Alabama could be more at risk. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom-shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The two words we live by. The coach we follow. All right, blow the horn. Let's go. The famous call we love to hear. Here Houston. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. I'm tied at 100.9 on your radio dial, Martin Houston Show. Uh, two minute warning presented by Empowerment Ministries. Uh, we are got uh, Bishop. Bishop, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Bishop, you still there? All right, going once, going twice. Uh, doesn't seem like we have a bishop there. Um, all right. Uh, hey, listen, as I told you earlier, we're going to have a um, uh, overtime edition of the Martin Houston Show on uh, the social media network. So once we go off the radio airways, we'll be on uh, on Martin Houston uh, page on Facebook, so you can jump over there to listen for the remainder uh, of the overtime segment. Uh, but hey, guys, just a couple of things. Um, uh, what, what, did you have an ugly uh, Xavier? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you, and, and, and you know, like ugly. There was really nothing bad as an overall. Um, but there was an ugly, and that ugly, uh, to me, was uh, when we got our butts handed to us on that goal line run play. Uh, and, and, and that gives me just a little bit of pause and concern on the running game from kind of going back to Ryan uh, from a physicality standpoint. Um, just, just didn't like the way that play looked. Um as a whole, we, like I said, um, the, the 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 just we just got knocked back by Vanderbilt, and that's over uh, concerning. So, uh, what's your thoughts on that play? If you know which one I'm talking about, yeah, there there's a little issues 
with getting a lot out of push off of the ball. And I remember exactly what you're talking about. And Alabama has to be able to improve on that to for better teams down the road. But I just, just as the offensive line played as a whole, the running game as a whole is trending in the right direction. So I think that's yep. something that can and will be corrected. Yeah, that's why I said it's like I'm I'm giving first world bad and ugly um, in terms of the things I'm picking on. But I do think if you can run the ball in goal line short yardage situation and we can take the top off uh, and take it to the house on punt return, all of a sudden Alabama becomes an even more dangerous team. Um, what about Booker, Joe, uh, Xavier? Is Booker uh, – is he forcing their hand and, and is there a possibility that he somehow becomes a starter? He's definitely forcing their hand. I mean, you saw him last week playing a lot for Cohen. This week it was a lot for Ikior. So, I mean, they're forcing it like that. He's going to have to be, at minimum, a rotational player to get those guys rest and breaks. But he could potentially break into the starting lineup some way or somehow. Joe, remind me, did Ikior not play some center early on in his career? Um, I don't, I'm, I don't remember that. Uh, but but he, but he could have. Um, uh, I just I don't think, remember that. I, 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 I think, think he was recruited as a center. Maybe we can put eight and one of those guys on that. I think he, he. I don't think he's like started or played in um in a game. But I I, I want to say at one time when he first got here that he was competing um for at, at center and running because I'm telling you I think that's coming. Um, we didn't we didn't talk about it on here, but there was some issues. Uh, there's some concerns over Dow Court. Uh, he was and, a center and, coming out of high school, huh? He was a center coming out of high school. Uh, that's what I thought. And I think when he first got here, he may have even ran a few snaps at center. Uh, so I, I don't know if he. he <laughs> me and Joe talked about uh, some of that. We I said maybe he. Uh, Booker can go to uh, center, but maybe what they're looking at is trying to figure out, is he a better left guard than right guard? And then moving Cohen or Ikior, uh to, to center. Uh, who knows? Uh, McLaughlin, um, for whatever reason, uh, I think uh, Joe said he had heard there may be some consistency with snaps issues with him. Dalcourt getting pushed in the backfield, uh, making mental mistakes. <clears throat> I think his position is up for grabs, and Booker is making them still five games in look at how they're going to play that offensive line. Um, uh, since we're going to go a little overtime here, uh, I ask you to stick around uh, if you're on, on uh, with us on the radio network. Otherwise, if you're on, I mean, if you're on the social media network, if you're on airwaves, uh, stay tuned. You, we have Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanders coming up next. Great conversation all day long on Tide 100.9 for X's and O's, Xavier Houston, for uh, Cup of Joe, Joe Gaither, producer, brand manager. Uh, stick around for 11 o'clock to hear him. I'm Martin Houston telling you, hey, in just a few minutes, we'll be back on the other side uh, right here on the radio network. Otherwise, have a great day out there. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Ain't not, you don't understand all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Road tide out there, everybody. Somebody going on right here. I dedicate this.
Thank you for listening to the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9.